0: without hunter dickinson that would have been like borderline unwatchable yeah it would have um, been
1: it would have been like a, a, a you know watching golf yeah oh oh the
0: sport of my people okay, no no so yeah where yeah, are yeah. you going
1: no i'm kidding i'm kidding i uh i i liked golf and tiger played <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know carlos come on man you've got the know. tell me All right, baseball man. Do you care?
0: (laughs) Of course I care. How can you not care?
1: Hey, folks. Welcome to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, I'm tired, man, and uh, I don't normally like to say that. I don't like to complain. I'm not really complaining. You're Uh, always
0: tired. What are you talking about? Well, I am, but
1: I mean, I'm really tired. Actually, to, to, to move some stuff, some heavy stuff. I'm an old man with a with a with bad knees. It's pathetic, really. And uh, you need to. I need you to carry the show today, but I, I know what you're going to say. You always carry the show, and you do. So maybe even carry it a little bit more. Is it would, would that be okay?
0: Well, you're you're a columnist, Sean. You're not used to heavy lifting. Of course, you always have people do that for you. So yeah, I'm used to it. I'm here for you. And you want me to come install the carpet or move some stuff, walk your dog? What what do you want?
1: I, I don't have a dog. To okay. be honest with you, I'm I'm more of a. I don't know if uh, I don't have a pet at all. You know, I had a cat for a long, long time. Cat cats make you earn their affection. They're they're not. Uh, they don't they sell don't, out like dogs. They don't. They don't they don't give it up so easily. How about that? You know, <laughs> you actually have to work on the relationship.
0: <laughs> no, you no. It's a just, one-way street with cats. No. You you you, you can't just
1: uh, throw some food out there and <laughs> throw a stick and put, you know, right pat on the head and, and and be done with it. No, no, I'm kidding. Dogs are
0: Dogs are great. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Sean. I'm going to I'm going to get to it later, but I came back from a little vacation, so I'm raring to go. I'm refreshed. Always happy to see you and Tad, even though nobody else gets to see Tad. So uh, I'm ready. You ready? I am. Where'd you go? You went to uh, the Carolinas, right? You saw some family? Yep. This is going to be part of my favorite thing, a little preview later on. But yep, I saw my family down in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's Tar Heel country. They play basketball down there, Sean. Let me tell you. you. Did you roll
1: your own cigarettes while you were
0: golfing? Raleigh's, yep, my own my own non filtered cigarettes, uh, three packs a day. Now, now, come on, man. Actually, lo- it's tobacco. You're, you're, a rena-
1: you're a renaissance man that way. I, like I don't
0: that. see I don't see anybody smoking in North Carolina outside. And I mean, it's College Town Durham, North Carolina. I, nobody smokes. I don't see anybody ever smoking down there. I mean, people don't smoke much in
1: general at all, right? I mean, and that's that's a good thing. I don't know, yeah. I don't know why we're talking about this, how we're talking about it, but I guess. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's a good thing. This is uh, presumably a a sports podcast and secondarily a food podcast, right? It's and, brought to um, you by
0: Winston Salem, yes. Yeah,
1: but yeah, right. First, it's a Carlos podcast, though. So <laughs> I would like to know let's, uh, I tell you what, let's talk a little bit about college basketball and our local basketball teams. Normally, they are saving us this time of the year as the wings and the pistons struggle and, you know, the Tigers are well. Actually, what, what, what do you mean? What? The
0: wings struggle. What do you mean? No, no, no. Yeah. I mean
1: for the last several years. Oh, I mean, okay. The, the the winners have been saved a little bit by either Michigan, Michigan State, college, uh, basketball, yeah. right? Yes, yes. This year, you know, been a little different. So I just want to get your thoughts on. I know that they, they played each other Tuesday night in Chrysler, and uh, Michigan thumped them pretty good to uh, even the, the the yearly series. Uh, State won the first meeting a month ago or five weeks ago, whatever that was. So. You know, I don't know who has bragging rights. I guess whoever won the last does. But uh, but what do you think so far of the season? What do you think of Michigan's chances to get into the NCAAs? How about that? Let's start there and what they have to do. Because State, I think, is in. Oh, I'm a
0: bracketologist suddenly. Okay. Uh, Yeah. No. Well, let me, let me just start with this, okay? Can we just make Phil Martelli the head coach permanently now? Because his press conferences are infinitely better than Juwan Howard's. I mean, he was talking about – Hunter Dickinson being a WWE villain. He was talking about Tom Izzo's defense, like checking your cavities. You know, I, I mean, it was so entertaining. I mean, that guy, is he, is he not a breath of fresh air? I'm sorry. I mean, just just aside from all the basketball, whatever. And obviously, he has tons of experience at St. Joseph's. But isn't he kind of a, well,
1: like a breath I have of fresh a question. air? I have a question for you. Why do you only like white people? <laughs> you don't even like your you own people. You know what?
0: You know what? I don't even know he's white. <laughs> I don't see color, Sean. That's you, uh-huh. man. That's on you. Oh my God. Yeah. You don't see. Is color. He white? Okay. I, I, I don't know what he is. He's funny. How about that? Yeah. Funny he has he, no color. So how about that? Yeah. And
1: he's been, uh, everything has color and he's been, uh, and did not acknowledge it is, uh, you know, a, a, another issue. And we don't want to go down that. <laughs> We don't want to go down that How road. How is he though?
0: How is he? You've seen him. You've you've talked to him up close and personal. I mean, what's, what's I mean,
1: he's he's fun. I mean, he's a basketball lifer. He was a coach at St. Joseph for a couple of decades, and had some really good teams. And he's he's actually really close with Tom Izzo, and they talk all the time, right? I mean, it, which which would make some sense, right? I mean, they're probably, I got to believe they're a similar age, and when they embraced. In the handshake line last night, they hugged for a bit and kind of held up the line. You
0: know what I mean? Oh, nice. Well, it was yeah, kind of like in Wisconsin, but there was no punches thrown this time, right?
1: No, no, no. Nobody, nobody took okay. any swings. Although no. I think there were some that were curious to see, and by some, <laughs> I should say, a couple of uh, troublemaking, uh, you know, trolling type uh, journalists. I'm not going to name any names. They do work <laughs> for the rival paper. He's he is a he's a fun guy and he's a beloved personality, but he. He was like, oh, my God. uh... (laughs) Uh, Is Because Hunter Dickinson, okay, let me just set the stage real quickly, if I may. Hunter Dickinson, the sophomore center for Michigan, who's their best player and who was just dominant last night, ended up with, or excuse me, Tuesday night, ended up with 33 points. Every time he scored, he would look, at least early on, he'd look over at the Michigan (laughs) State bench and jaw and either say, you know, he's too short, depending on who was defending him or or, you can't guard me, whatever. uh, probably uh, a little more colorfully than that (laughs) and finally Izzo got so frustrated he complained to the official (laughs) right wait Izzo complained to an official I can't believe it he did he complained to the official so the official then talks to um, Martelli and Martelli actually talked to um to Dickinson (laughs) right the official also talked to Dickinson and said hey you know just keep it on the floor martelli's like let your game do the talking but they don't want to rain him completely and actually martelli joked that he saw that and he made he meant to say something to him he was he's so wrapped up to being the head coach right now right you know yeah Yeah. i'm trying to do that job that he he forgot he said he made the mental loan and it kind of slipped away but but no dickinson hunter dickinson is a very very animated um uh not I don't want to say arrogant, but
0: confident, confident young guy. Oh, he's arrogant. You can, why even dance around? Because that? I don't. On.
1: Because I don't think that's arrogant. I mean, you have to believe in yourself to play Division One basketball, period. But I just, I think it's fun. You know, I wish they'd let that go. But you know how it is. College sports. We're still stuck in the fifties.
0: You can't jaw. You can't. <laughs> I don't know. You know how it is. I. I loved, I loved him on on that in that game, flexing, getting the crowd going, and as yep. you know, you mentioned because of spring break, you know there were empty seats at Chrysler, so they needed that. It was a ton, a ton of fun, revenge game. You know they they shut him down, and in East Lansing, he wasn't going to let that happen. That was awesome. That was just a fun, fun performance.
1: It, it was, it was really fun. And by the way, for the couple of folks out there that wondered if they were going to shake hands, uh, Izzo and Dickinson, they did. It was brief, and Hunter Dickinson said after the game, he's like, hey, he's a man of his word, you know, because Ezzo <laughs> had said he would shake air, right? Remember, he was asked about it after the Wisconsin dust-up of Michigan <laughs> and what happened with Howard. And was like, no, we can't lose the handshake line, no sportsmanship and all that. Right, right. And Dickinson's like, yeah, he's a man of his word. He shook my hand, which was funny. A dead
0: fish handshake.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, it was it was entertaining, especially if you like Michigan. It wasn't much of a game. State made a little bit of a run in the second half, but they're just. Uh, let's just talk about State for a second, man. They're just they're, they're weirdly uh, they're not. It's not that they're weirdly inconsistent. They're just weirdly the the lack of effort and competitive spirit from game to game. It's just it's it's really really something. It's and that's what's unusual for an Izzo team. He's had teams before without a lot of talent, but I'm trying to remember the last time he had a team that just like last night they were flat. How can you be flat yeah. playing in your rival game? It was weird, and Izzo was as quiet as you'll ever see him afterwards. He was subdued. He's like, I don't know how to get my juniors and seniors to play. Yeah, they're uh, they, you know, they don't have any leadership. I think that's on Izzo too. But what what do you, what do you think? What have you seen?
0: You know what what I saw from that game. Um, I, I was surprised. I mean, one thing they couldn't make shots early. I mean, that was, I mean, uh, right at the beginning, they were uh, some shots are falling, but they had some nice looks. Nothing was falling, everything was falling for Michigan. You know, that's what they what is it, a 14 point run or whatever it was. Yep, 14
1: um, 0. Made nine of their first 10.
0: Yeah. And, but, but you know, the Tommy, those teams are really great on defense, you know, they, they wear you down and they just were kind of flat footed on defense. Um, you know, Michigan had the you know, just the momentum the whole time, the swagger, as you love to say, Sean, um, you know, it was, it, it was weird. And what I liked about Michigan state is that they were they weren't panicking at least, you know, they were still taking their time, working the ball around, you know, trying to break down, you know, Michigan zone and everything. And they were being patient um, just when they were getting their shots, they weren't falling, but yeah, I mean, it, it I, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I didn't see a, I didn't see a lack of energy. I just saw, you know, this, um, a lack of sort of, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Cohesiveness. Um, you know, yeah. but they were playing, they were still playing good defense I and mean, they're going after balls. They were trying to strip the balls. They were, you know, deflecting, you know, good passes defense and stuff. Good defense. They were terrible. I mean, the effort on defense, you know, it wasn't being – it wasn't um, effective, but I saw – I didn't see them just giving up and, oh, you know, pointing well, no, fingers they, at each they, other. They, they didn't give
1: up, but there's a difference between playing, you know, and you show some effort, and competing. And in the second half, I don't know if you watched the whole game or not, in the second half there was a stretch where they had uh, Jaden Nakens and Lottie Sissoko, the backup center, the backup uh, two guard, on the floor. And I'm trying to remember else. Gabe Brown, maybe Max Christie, the freshman – And um, the other uh, Malik Hall and the Joey Hauser, I guess, so they had a few backups. But anyway, they that led by Akins and Sissoko's energy. That's when they cut a twenty-two point lead to twelve, and that was the only stretch really they they played with that kind of zest. And it's just it's just unusual. They played like that against Purdue and beat Purdue, but it's just been so strange. And and Izzo has not been able to figure it out. And you know he deserves criticism for that, obviously but he has had he has had talented teams or less talented teams play with a little bit more soul i don't want to say heart but it's more of a soul and uh, and uh it's just it's why they you know have won consecutive games in 3 weeks it's not just a it's not just a talent issue carlos it's just it's a weird thing and he he was almost not defeated all, but uh he was certainly deflated last night in a, in, a, in a way you don't normally see
0: well, does that does that leadership or that whatever does that have to come from him necessarily or is it supposed to be coming no, no, from the it's juniors from, and seniors? Yeah,
1: it is. And that and that's normally what he's been able to count on. He's been pretty good at getting guys and they stay three, four years, you know, sometimes a couple if they're pros, but uh, three, four years and turn into really, really good college players, right? Yeah. And that just has not happened with the junior and senior class, especially the the senior class, you know, and they've had a little attrition through those classes, but still it's just it just uh, you know, and coming off the heels of their struggle year last year, uh, you know it's funny that the Izzo's lost his touch. Izzo doesn't know the game anymore. All all the Twitter takes uh, Tuesday night. It's just ridiculous, right? It's oh, just yeah. a, it's a couple of bad years in a row. But uh, getting back to Michigan, Carlos, uh, I think they need one more game, uh, two to feel really secure, and they're in the tournament. They have two re- uh, remaining games. One uh, tonight at or they no home. They're home against Iowa. And then Sunday, I think they finish up at Ohio
0: State. Yeah. Tough games. Tough games for them. I mean, uh, but they're not going to finish worse than 500 in the conference. So that should bolster their chances. Right. I mean, they're not going to have a losing record in the conference.
1: Yeah. No, the worst they could be is 10 and 10, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think they have uh, 16 wins going into tonight's game against Iowa. So or maybe it's 15. I, I God, forgive me for that. But. You know, it's funny because they've been on the bubble on the wrong side of the bubble for so much of the, the season after a, a really difficult start and then the COVID issues and so forth. But they're they're playing pretty good ball right now, you know. And uh I, I'm not saying they're going to be a team that makes a deep, deep run. But if they get in, they have enough offensive firepower, they make shots, they could knock off a team maybe or two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that'll be – it'll be – they're they're the classic team that people don't want to play, right? Because they're the they're they've got the talent. You never know if they're going to be hot, you know. Um, it's it's and it's a tough conference. I mean, they're they've been, you know, they were they were they started off well, right, and then they slipped. I mean, I guess Michigan State did that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it, so. Let me ask you this: What about Juwan Howard? What about when his suspension ends? Do they bring him back? I mean, does he come back for the Big Ten tournament? Does he? Does that bolster them? I mean, obviously, with you know Phil Martelli. I mean, I know Hunter Dickinson talked about going to see Juwan Howard on his own, yeah, and did. that that helped his spirits. Whatever, but um, but is that gonna? Will that provide another boost if Howard comes back for the tournament? Uh,
1: I would think it would because he, I mean, you know, I don't want to focus in on the energy and the, his charisma to them, especially. And the competitive kind of will that he brings, which I think is a lot, because that diminishes, and then we'll get into we get into tropes, and I don't want to do that because Howard is a very good uh strategy guy. I mean, we we've seen that. What he did with the offense, especially last year, that's uh that's a lot of his stuff. Obviously, he's a a a great big man teacher and he's done a lot of work with Dickinson, and Dickinson credits uh credits him that way. But I, I think the uh, emotional boost of him returning after the way he fought for his team, no pun intended. I mean, obviously, you can't do that again, but the don't don't think for a second the players didn't love that, right? They're thinking their uh, coach had his back, you know? Yeah. They may not have loved the situation in a way, but they liked the fire that he was trying to stick up for them because from their perspective, when he took the swing, he thought he saw one of his players get a show, up, Terrence Williams, the second, who, by the way, made three three-pointers against State and uh, was a really important role player. But, yeah, Carlos, I think they get a boost. What do you
0: think? Yeah, I, I would uh... – I would think so, right? Um, but with Joan Howard, they lost to they – got, they got handled by Michigan State and East Lansing with Paul Martelli. They, they handled the Spartans at home. And I don't know. Is Michigan – Michigan seems like a little bit of a different team at home at Chrysler. And obviously you're not going to play they are complete, games at home. Completely. So, yeah. They make
1: shots at home. That, I mean, and a lot of college teams do, especially young teams. Young mm-hmm. teams shoot better at home generally. Yeah. You know, I mean, Michigan State has struggled at home too, but they have been better at home um they just they lack the effort on the road more than the shot making although it was both against michigan but michigan for sure shoots better at home you know they have had a couple of games here and there but i you know they're they're young um they got one one guy uh veteran and eli brooks but other than that they're pretty young and uh the transfer point guard's got some got some years in him but he's he's new to the culture so i don't know man it's uh it's good. I, I think they get a boost. I, I'm not predicting any kind of deep run at all. But uh but they've showed some some fight and feistiness the last uh the last couple of games. And uh it's it's interesting.
0: How about that? Yeah, for sure. they will be they'll be fun teams to to watch and root for. Um you know, and I think also it's it seems like when when you don't expect that much out of Michigan State, they do make a little run, they they somehow find their footing under Tom Izzo, you know, right at the they, right time. they
1: do, they didn't last year. They were free throw cut from advancing the NCAA tournament last year. That's a box out on the free throw line for you, Carlos. Um, it cost them uh, <laughs> you just
0: you're just flexing, you just love no, to not, flex. That's you named not flexing every Michigan guy, every I don't know, was it was a mission, Mich- yeah, no, Michigan State, you mean you named every reserve. Going back to last year, I think. So so keep going. No,
1: watching. no, no. I'm not flexing at all. It's just, it's just um look, the the, the last thing I'll say in this, and we'll we'll get on to the uh, the your favorite subject, the NFL combine and the draft and all that. <laughs> but the last thing I'll say is it was a little odd. You know, the timing of it last night, of course, it's a makeup game. Excuse me, Tuesday night was a makeup game because it got paused because of Michigan's COVID issues uh, back in January. And then, you know, you get squeezed in this uh, this week and Michigan's on spring break, so the, the arena wasn't – it was just weird to see several sections in the upper deck empty, basically, for Michigan-Michigan State. But beyond that, Carlos, you know, they've had so many great and highly anticipated matchups in the last 10 years because of what Be- – you know, some of Line's best teams and Izzo's, and, and there's an electricity to those games. There was not last night, you know, and from either side, because hmm. both teams have been kind of—I mean—they've been bubble-type teams, right? State was good yeah. early, but that was a mirage, and Israel would say that. So, partly because of the schedule, it was—it was, it was back-heavy, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and they're paying for that. But in any case, it's still Michigan State; it's still fun. And you're right; it was really, really enjoyable watching Dickinson run his mouth and flex. And I mean, we need that, right? Come on.
0: Oh, and it was because because uh, Michigan just built up such a such a huge lead early and just kept adding to it and pulling it away and everything, you know, just it, that was the thing. I was like, if it without Hunter Dickinson, that would have been like borderline unwatchable. Yeah, it um, would have been
1: it would have been like a, a, a you know, watch a golf. Yeah. Oh, oh,
0: the sport of my people. Okay. No, no, no. So, yeah, where yeah, are yeah. You going? no, I'm
1: kidding. I'm kidding. I. uh i i like golf and tiger plate but anyway let's uh let's, let's <laughs> that's a joke that's a joke you can you can follow phil Mickelson. let's um let's uh take a quick break my man and come back and and pick your brain about the combine and and the lions and are they gonna get the quarterback sound good let's do it all right we'll be right back
2: my name is carrie jr the second i'm a podcast producer and reporter with the detroit free press And now the host of Freep's new weekly podcast on the line. Our job is to understand the issues and the people that the issues affect in our state and region and tell the news. I want Detroiters. I want Michiganders. I want Metro Detroiters to hear themselves and maybe get a sense of peace in this podcast. Maybe not in the topics we're covering, but in the sense that we're the Detroit Free Press. And you can come here to know what's happening and trust that we're going to tell the truth, give you the facts and do it authentically. We're going to give you the voices that are in those areas, whether it be in Owasso, whether it be in Petoskey, whether it be in Birmingham, Warren, Gross Point, Southwest Detroit. You know, we're going to give you what it sounds like to be there. So every Friday in your feed, wherever you get your podcast, when you press play, we want this podcast to sound like home. We want it to sound like Michigan. We want it to sound like Detroit. And I think that's all I got. So let the journey begin.
1: Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Carlos, uh, did I just hear you say that the NFL Combine is the underwear
0: Olympics? Yes, but do not give me credit for that because it's been it's been around forever. But uh, if you want to give me credit, yeah, I mean you I, like
1: to take you like to take everything, right?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's just uh, kind of what you do. Borrow a little, steal big. That's me.
0: Well, but you take things and you make you make things better. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, that's usually the job of an editor um or a or a podcast producer but or, uh, or just a human facilitator like yourself <laughs> a people person Sean
1: you're you're like you're like a, a accelerant a fleshy accelerant you know what I mean
0: <laughs> let me ask you how many times can you bench pe- bench press 220 pounds uh what's your, what's your personal best not once I would bet I mean <laughs> how about you I in high school I think I benched 200 one time and I just uh recently uh working out and I tried to bench press. I, I didn't try to go 220, but I was just going, I was like, Oh, what's this on the bar? Whatever. I bench pressed 135 or 140 pounds, uh, like eight times. So I was like, I should have, I should have seen like, what could I max out? At? I don't even, if I could do 220, 20, it'd be, it'd be hard.
1: Okay. Let me ask you something, Carlos, because this just popped up on my, my screen here. And for you, the listeners out there, you know, they can't see us, but we can see each other. We're doing this through something that we call zoom. So all of a sudden I got this little message on a message. It's just across the screen it says your bandwidth is low. So is that some kind of an existential, <laughs> what is this man? Is, is 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 this a, is this a secret therapy session that I don't know about? Is this coming up? Somebody trying oh, to uh...
0: No, your computer just knows you too. All well. you were talking about tropes and, and the soul of basketball. And now you're talking about existential, we're going to get into Jean-Paul Sartre and Albert Camus. No, 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 like no. we're not going. We're not going to talk about any of that. But
1: just, I just thought that was fun. Oh, here it is again. Your network bandwidth is low, so it says <laughs> network. I mean, obviously, I left out network intentionally. But anyway, yeah. Carlos, what the, what the heck do the Lions need? You, you're convinced any need the quarterback? Is there one? Are you going to study this combine
0: and with your stopwatch and double double check and uh, back check and all that sort of thing? What do you and think? You're, I'm there for the three cone drills. I'm there for the shuttles. I'm there for the forties. I'm there. You know, Sean, I am all of it. I'm there. I'm all in. I live for this week. It's the stupidest week on the calendar, and I live for it, Sean. It's uh, it's nothing but hype. Uh, but it's it's like there. I, I wrote about it the other day. I'm sure you didn't read it, but I, I wrote I about it that. It's like a it's the annual trade show for the NFL where they you know I mean Burkett, Dave Burkett, the great Dave Burkett. I think he spends one whole day just going to the hanging out at the agents meeting, just talking to agents and getting the scoop and all this stuff. And, you know, um, so it's kind of a. I I never I went once and I never want to go again. But it was an interesting exercise. Um It was kind of like going to the U.N. You want to see it one time, but never again. You don't want to ever spend I, I tell, more time there.
1: I'd like it more like going to a Pepsi memorabilia. You know, gathering or something, which I saw by the way in a hotel. As a matter of fact, in Indianapolis, I was there for an NCAA tournament game. I don't know; it was, it was seven, eight years ago, nine, ten years ago. And I walked into a lobby, and there was this Pepsi stuff going back to the 30s or 20s, spread out over tables everywhere, and all these folks that had come from all over the Midwest to uh trade it and show it. And so, yeah, that's what we're really talking about, right? Pepsi memorabilia. There, Pepsi memorabilia. There are. And, and there are people that do all sorts of stuff. So I guess it's really not that odd at all that we're going to parade a bunch of 19, <laughs> excuse me, 21, 22-year-olds and,
0: you know, put them in tights and see how fast they can run. By the way, we screwed up when we went to Chicago for the Bears-Lions game. We should have gone to the Billy Goat Tavern where you walk in and they yell, Pepsi, no Coke, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, like the okay. old SNL sketch. Okay. Do
1: you have a reference for
0: anybody that's under 70? No, I'm trying to my whole goal in this is to flummox Tad to make him wonder if we're talking about real things or just making them up. I mean, nothing says,
1: you know, I'm old and, and out of touch more than uh, referencing a S- Saturday Night Live sketch, a sketch, by the way, Tad, from the 70s, if I'm not maybe early 80s, but that, I, it's, it was 70s. Yeah, it's the 70s. Yeah, I, I've been to that tavern. You know, I was I'm ashamed to say it was a while ago. Why? It's a great, it's
0: a great little place.
1: Actually, the cheeseburger kind of hit the spot. It was I'd been on a story and all night,
0: and they were near the hotel, and they were open, and yeah. So
1: it I'm was gonna good. wear
0: my I'm gonna wear my Billy Goat Tavern t-shirt next time on the podcast, so you can see oh,
1: it. Okay, Ted. We, can we stop referencing the '70s unless it's music, <laughs> like you know, and Led Zeppelin or something? The Bee Gees or, the Bee, or, the, or, or the, the Bee Gees?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about that? The Bee Gees. BGs, by the way, fantastic, fantastic BGs documentary. I Think last year, or the year before, it was it was last year. It was great. Last year, Barry Gibb, yeah, awesome. It was. Do you know who the BGs are,
1: Ted? Not always oh, oh. giving us a, he's giving us a thumbs up. So that's where you Two need thumbs to, up. That's where you need to keep your references, Carlos. You need to keep them <laughs> within things that are a little bit t- more timeless. Okay. That, that yeah. track, that track across track across generations a little bit. How about that?
0: Well, just like this podcast, yeah. It's timeless. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. This podcast, we should have stopped this podcast. <laughs> it's gone off the rail <laughs> 20 minutes ago. Or you know, maybe we should probably never have started it. I don't know. <laughs> in any case, okay. So, what are the lions gonna do for their container? And are they gonna stuff a quarterback in there?
0: Uh well, it depends on who you listen to. Uh Mel Kuiper. No, I don't know. want to listen to anybody. I want to listen to you. Come on. Oh, me? You want yeah. me? You would, when I went from bracketologist to to draft Maven. Draft, no, draft
1: do they need a quarterback? I'm not saying who. You don't have to tell me yeah. who. That's a that's a throwing darts. That you know the GMs don't know who, right? Patrick right. Mahomes it's, was drafted tenth. What do they know? Come on.
0: Exactly. And Brady was drafted. Oh, uh, not in the first round. Okay. <laughs> so so do,
1: do you want to see them get a quarterback, or do you think they should keep building and let Golf just kind of do
0: his thing? Well.
1: That's the question.
0: That's the question. Um, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't have a strong feeling about the top, let's say three quarterbacks in the draft class this year. Um, Malik Willis from Liberty is probably going to go somewhere in the first round, probably the first quarterback taken. And then it's your, it's a toss up. Kenny Pickett from Pitt or Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know who it would be, or there's there's upside, downside. to. to I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know. That sounds like a great lead for a column. Come on, I man. I don't know,
1: bro. Get behind what you, you've been telling me for years and years, the columnist has to say what they think, and it doesn't matter if they're wrong a week later, that that's the job of the columnist.
0: Are you changing no, no, your no, tune? Are you changing no, your tune? No, no. It's you say what you believe, and you stick to it. I believe. I don't know. Well, right until facts show you otherwise. You say say what you believe well, until facts show you otherwise. right? I can always revise my my history and okay. you know, change things up, like like the okay. great Sean Windsor, me. But uh, no, so you know, like they. So so what I wrote is that that this rebuild really really won't start. It won't get, really get underway until they find their future quarterback. It's not Jared Goff. We've seen him. He's been in the league. He's a serviceable quarterback. You know, he he's got some ability, but he's not the answer. He's not the long term answer. So it's got to be somebody. He played in the um, Super Bowl yeah he did play he played, the Super Bowl he played in the Super Bowl. yeah, yeah, I know. um like I said, he's good <laughs> and obviously, what did Matthew zafford teach us, right? It's Sean McVay's genius and these guys are all part of his grand puzzle. He's so
1: uh, so what if Dan Campbell has got something going on? With what? What are you talking about? With his own path to genius or his own genius oh, path?
0: I don't know if we, I don't know if uh, we're going to have to wait on the Dan Campbell offensive genius. Uh, well, what did anointment. what did?
1: But what did Sean McVay had to do with the Rams defense, which has been really really good and probably primarily why they got to the Super Bowl?
0: Um No, I mean the the defense played well. It was that offense. I mean the offense is really that's been the key to what they've done. You know, and the defense you know, was not as great as it should have been. I mean, or they expected it to be. They had to keep adding pieces up to the very This year, end. that's
1: true. This year, that's true. Yeah. And, and Stafford really made a difference, and we don't want to get he back on Stafford. But uh, but so, so, so you want to see them take a quarterback. This is – I can't believe I'm having to at drag this point, out of you.
0: At some point, I want them to – I mean, and that's the whole problem is, you know, if you don't take a quarterback, it's, well, you know, we weren't going to reach uh, – if you do take a quarterback, oh, he was our guy from the beginning and whatever. Um, so I, you know, w- nobody really knows about the quarterbacks. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: since you don't know and nobody knows, so how about this? Let's ask Anjanette. By the way, Anjanette Delgado <laughs> is, a, is a is an editor at the free press, a very a very good one, and makes this show possible. But let's ask her, Anjanette, what do you think? Should the Lions take a quarterback? Oh, what uh, oh, okay. So she doesn't know either. I don't uh, <laughs> I don't know, Carlos. Come on, man. You've got well, to know what do, you think?
0: what do you think? What do you so, so okay? So Briquette did his mock draft. Let's give let's give some credit to Briquette last week. And with their first three picks, number two overall, number 32, last pick of the first round, and 34, second pick of the second of the second round. He doesn't have him taking quarterback. Um, and now this is the first block draft. He said he's got like 15 or 16 more to go. So he's yeah. probably going to add trades and everything later, but. And he can hedge um, his bets this way, right? Absolutely. So he's always right. You know, that's what he loves to say. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. Gives himself, you know, wiggle room. Um, I, I think that I would like to see them take a quarterback. If, if, if they believe in somebody enough, you know, as 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 good of a player as Aiden Hutchinson will Hutchinson will probably be, I think there's a lot more value. If you think that Malik Willis is your guy, and you know, I don't have a problem with them taking that risk. But I just want I just worry that I think Brad Holmes is too conservative of a general manager. I don't think he's gonna stick his neck out. I mean, he took three straight linemen last year. You know, he's gonna take up essentially another lineman with the probably with the first pick that he has. So I I don't see that, you know, they could move up in the first round in the mid teens if they want, um, you know, and get, you know, someone else pick it or, or corral. Uh, But also let me ask you this, Sean, one of the things that was floated around was the talk about um, Kyler Murray being on the draft block or not the trade block. I'm sorry. And should the lions go after him? What do you think? Is that, would that be, I don't see him. I don't see why he would want to come to lions. Honestly, but let's just say that's possible. Do you think it'd be a good trade? Trade Goff and Murray for who knows what, you know. Uh the 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 32nd and maybe the I don't know. Lions fans say just trade a second round pick. Yeah, you're not going to get a you're not going to trade a second round pick for Kyler Murray, but if they could make it happen, is he a difference maker? Would you like to see that?
1: I mean, he's talented. He's definitely a difference maker. I don't know if you want to see that though. I I mean, I, no. No. Keep keep going. I mean, bring him in when you're where the Rams were when they brought Stafford. Maybe 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 take the swing in. I I wouldn't be I'd be interested if, you know, you mentioned Malik Willis. You know, our bud Dave's got him going fairly high. First quarterback taken, right? Yep. that will obviously change when he does one of the next uh, hundred mock drafts. (laughs) What would you say if they took a swing on a guy like that? Or what do you say if they don't, and then this guy ends up being a, a pro bowler, like happens every year. There's a quarterback somewhere that goes
0: later who turns out to be a stud. I that's what I worry about, is I think between between Willis and Pickett and Corral, one of them, they're all gonna go in the first round. One's gonna hit one of them. One of them's gonna hit. That's right. And the lions have let too many guys go. And, and a lot of that was because of Stafford is, Oh, we have our guy, you know, well, that's it. We don't even consider a quarterback in you know, early rounds. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to. I will, I, I will promise Brad Holmes right now. I don't, if he takes a quarterback in the first round, I will applaud that. I will applaud the bravery Me too. and the, the willingness, you know, because a, a quarterback is not going to change your, your fortunes. Uh, you know a linebacker is not going to change your fortunes in the late you know first round or early second round that's not gonna make a difference you need that quarterback you know and if it if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out um but i like the idea that you need to speed this up a little bit and last year was just a slower start than anybody had hoped for
1: and you need and you need a game breaker on the outside on the offensive side we've seen that the last couple of super bowls right the uh the Brady had uh a couple of them in Tampa, and they won. They won last year against the Chiefs, who had a, a, a tight end. I know, and Tyreek Kill. This year, the Super Bowl, both teams had arguably the two best receivers in the league, right? Jamar Chase and uh, and uh, the the bearded one. His why oh, uh, what's his name? Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Oh my god! Why I don't
0: you know. like white receivers? What's, I can't what's believe problem?
1: I I don't like bearded receivers. I can't <laughs> believe that, uh, that name escaped me. Anyway, listen, I applaud your bravery. Speaking of bravery thank you for sitting and listening to my garbage <laughs> every week, I get paid. It's okay. 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 So you're doing that. That's great. That's great. Um, all right, man, let's take a break and come back and talk about, uh, I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about baseball. We're not going to break down the strike with, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, the emotional part of this. How about that? again
0: with the emotional the soul of baseball when no back.
1: not the soul the emotion <laughs>
0: how about you that I think there's... baseball has a soul that's why
1: there's a the difference no I think that's all baseball has that's the problem <laughs> it needs uh, more heart all right we'll uh we'll take a last break here and we will be back to talk about Carl's favorite sport all right
3: hello. I'm Phil Friend, the host and producer of Spartan Speak, a podcast collaboration between the Detroit Free Press and Lansing State Journal focusing on Michigan State sports. Each week, I'm joined by the OGs of the MSU podcasting game freak beat writer chris larry and lsj sports columnist graham couch as we discuss and dissect the latest sports news coming out of east lansing not only is Spartan speak one of if not the longest running msu sports podcast out there you won't find a show with two people as clued into the spartans as chris and graham each of whom have spent a decade plus covering msu and bring years of institutional knowledge and insight to the podcast and once in a while they'll let me throw out a take as well Along with discussing the latest news, we'll break down the Spartans' last game in the hardwood and the gridiron. What went right? What went wrong? Jet sweep. Again? For both Mel Tucker and Tom Izzo, get you ready for the next game, make predictions, and so much more. We can also guarantee at least one reference to Kalamazoo every podcast. So if you haven't already, download, subscribe, and listen to Spartan Speak on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your podcast app of choice.
1: Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. Uh, Carlos, what we were talking about? I'm, I started this podcast up by saying I was tired, which is really lame. You should never say, "Everybody's tired, man." The world is uh, the world, and we don't need to. We all understand what's going on in so many different ways, and uh, so I don't. This is supposed to be a respite, a place, a refuge, a place of escape for contemplation and good cheer. And look what I'm doing to it. I'm totally ruining it, Carlos.
0: What the hell? You have no man, you have more energy than you've had in the last month. So I don't know. You're on a high from you know the column that you wrote. It's really doing well on freak.com about you know Hunter Dickinson and and you know, you're 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 oh, happy was, with yourself, Sean. No, I don't
1: I don't know that that column's doing anything.
0: Um, you know, by the oh, way, you were just checking your phone for the numbers. Don't give me that, you know what you know. No, exactly I used a doing.
1: stopwatch to try to keep us corral a little bit on my phone, so that's what I was doing. I don't even know how to check those numbers, Carlos. It's not about the numbers. I mean, it is our bosses. It's about the numbers. <laughs> they like to run us ragged. They they do that. But I'm not complaining. We're not complaining, right?
0: No, but that's this is a great segue. Numbers in baseball. That's, that's numbers,
1: all... numbers in baseball. The energy. I wish I could explain it to you. I watched the a, a show called Dope Sick recently on Hulu about the opioid crisis, and you know, so I've been on opioids since. But uh, other than that, I don't. Uh, I can't explain the energy. I
0: really can't. I know. Keep it. Do whatever it is you're doing, Sean. I think it's you're getting carpet installed. Just get carpet installed before every podcast. Carpet
1: replaced. Yeah, it's it's replaced. replaced. Yeah, it's a, just one okay. just one little room sure. and a tiny little matchbox. Um, but anyway, we don't want to talk about that. That the dirt road I one. on um, <laughs> that gets up into my wheels and throws them off. And and uh, but no, 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 no. These are all yeah. They're, it's boring. And uh, Anjanette's sitting there tapping her toes. So let's go. All right, baseball man. Do you care? <laughs> of course i care How i mean you care? i mean i know you can but is it that big a deal with people are right no we're gonna miss opening day no we're not whenever they start it's opening day
0: uh yeah i just the the weirdness of the schedule and there's gonna be weird a weird imbalance possibly to the schedule um you know people are all stressed about it i don't know if that'll if they'll have a remedy for it or if it's just saber rattling from from you know the commissioner um but yeah i want it i mean i'll be honest with you with with I don't, you know, I don't really go to Tigers opening days unless I have to cover them. But as a for fans, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to push back a couple of weeks in Detroit to have opening day in Detroit a little no, bit. No, and
1: I know they romanticize that snow and all that, but I tell you what, go to the next game. How about that? How much are they really romanticizing the games now? It well, might, it's
0: the atmosphere, man. So you know that. It's not, no, it's I not understand.
1: No, I understand. And this year might be a little bit different because the Tigers are. You know, they they showed a little something last year, and I think people are looking forward to this team and this season in a way they have not with the Tigers in a while. And so if it goes too long, there'll be some disappointment there for sure. But I tell you what, Carlos, I was at the Chrysler Center Tuesday night for the Michigan-Michigan State game, walking up to my seat, and there's a retired gentleman that kind of does some usher work there, just as nice as can be, and he stops me, grabs my arm. Kind of like uh, Greg Gard grabbed Juwan Tower's song.
0: Oh, too soon. <laughs> too <Yeah>. soon.
1: <laughs> he grabs my arm in a very, you know, affectionate way. and says, man, can you help me out? Because I want to boycott this. You know, it's a bunch of billionaires versus millionaires. And I just, uh, I don't know what to do. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. There you go, Carl. It's his favorite sport. And, I, and I'm and i just so frustrated with this. You know, what, what, what am I
0: going to tell him? What was I supposed to tell him, Carl? Supposed to, I mean, you know, it, Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard to have sympathy for either side, Uh, but it's true about all all pro sports, nobody, nobody ever understands it. nobody ever, you know, and they're not fighting for a a big cause like free agency or anything like that. They're talking about, you know, luxury, you know, threshold cap thresholds and
1: manipulating uh, time of service. They want to they want to um, they do want to. The players would like free agency to come one in one last year, so it is a little. There are lots of little things that add up to a lot, and yeah. the idea that the players have taken pay cuts the last several years, and the value of the franchises keeps increasing, and meanwhile, yeah. the, the owners are saying, "Ah, we're losing money. They may be worth more money, but we're losing money." I don't know. Whatever. How frustrated are the fans going to be? And why aren't we talking about the game itself and how to make it more attractive to young people?
0: Ah, because you can't um yeah i don't know it's 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 hard um you know it's i I think that i think that the players you know the the one thing with baseball i think it'll solve that problem itself because remember how i don't know five years ago bat flipping was like (gasps) it was a it was a a big taboo you don't only like you know maybe japan you got away with bat flipping now everybody bat if you don't bat flip something's wrong with you like oh yeah
1: didn't didn't ken griffey jr used to flip the bat
0: um, um, um may he, maybe he had that little. While. He had that little.
1: I don't know. Yeah. To me, that's like Tiger Woods twirling the club, you know, on the on the follow through after the. follow you know, there's all these, but this is what
0: I love about baseball. It's all stupid, stupid, unwritten rules. If you're if you're jogging the base, you know, hit a home run. Don't you look at that pitcher? If you look at that pitcher, you're showing them up. Would, wouldn't you, that
1: be great? Or how about if you get hit? Then that then you you know somebody the pitcher on the other team is gonna. Got to return the favor. I, I, yeah. Why? Because it's just baseball.
0: It's just all the stupid, but no. Mono, no, mono, mono. mono. No, more, no more pitcher. No more pitchers hitting in the National League. So now we're all just going to have DHs and no retribution and throwing. Although pitchers never get thrown at. I mean, when's the last time you saw, saw a pitcher get plunked? You know, whenever they pull that stuff, they're they're out of the game anyway.
1: Baseball could use a little bit of that. It'd be great if McGraw Cabrera got his 3,000th hit this season. If they do play and stared the pitcher down, wouldn't that be
0: awesome? <laughs> you know, you know, I will say Mickey does a good job of it as far as like he, he has some emotion and, and, and does. Some spirit, but he's just such a beloved player. I mean, he's the most probably, Oh, him and probably Anthony Rizzo are the most talkative first baseman that there are in baseball. They're always playing jokes and stealing, you know, batting gloves out of, Players well, and, the,
1: and the young guys respect his accomplishments, his talent, you know what he yeah. was, right? Even if they don't remember quite his prime, especially the youngest guys at this point, which yeah. is amazing. But yeah, that's part of it too, is his overwhelming talent.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just uh, you know, I think he, I think he's always played the game the right way. So pe- people always respect that, even if there's even if it's a, a heated game between the tigers and the White Sox, you know, in whatever September, August, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'll miss, I mean, uh, fans, you know, why should, why should the usher care, you know, because I mean, it's, I mean, especially here in Detroit, well, he I does assume, care, but he does. I care. assume why? he's a Tigers fan, right?
1: He is. He does. And he does care, but why he, he wanted a boycott. That's how much he cares. And I said, no, you don't want a boycott. to boycott. Then you desert yourself. You
0: love baseball. Just let, you him, know what? let him figure I, it out and watch when they're ready. You know how long I've heard lions fans saying they're going to boycott lions games. Uh, well, they yeah. do a
1: little bit. I mean, because the, you know, the numbers, Look, man, you and I are in the games in Fort Field in December, and there are not as many fans as there are in September. I mean, that's a fact. We can yeah, see it. They're
0: watching at home. They they can't help themselves. Well, no, they're
1: boycott going, right? I mean, or, or they just don't want to spend the money. Maybe you don't want to call a boycott. But, yeah, no, you're right in the sense that they can't help themselves. It's like people yeah. that get mad at us when we write a column. They're like, I'm never going to read you again. And then you get another email from them in a week. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which is yeah. which is fun, which I'm grateful for. By the way, thank you, listeners.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's right? uh, we always we always appreciate it. Yeah,
1: but hate Carlos more. I mean, you know, I think that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, I'm there for
1: the people, Sean. You are, you are a man of the people. Well, that was a really enlightening and in depth <laughs> and serious, seriously intellectual discussion about the 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 well, lockout gonna, and the labor negotiations and so forth.
0: We're gonna have the man. Evan Petzold is going to come on and join us and tell us really soon. The free press, the free press
1: beat writer who, who are terrific. One of our several terrific young beat writers knows yeah. everything about baseball. And uh, yeah, he will join us soon. By the way, we're going to have uh Omari Senkofa back and, and talk about his new, his new podcast with Bryce. Help me out here. With Bryce's last name. Thanks a Bryce. lot. Research
0: department motor, motor city hoops. That's what you have to do. You have to follow Bryce uh, on his Twitter handle At Motor Motor, City and, and motors. Well, he's
1: joined up with, uh, sorry, Bryce. We'll apologize. You in person when, <laughs> when, when you're on the podcast here soon, but yeah, he's shown up with Amari and they've
0: got a, a, it's called Pistons, Pistons pulse, Pistons pulse. All right, Carlos, what's your favorite thing? My man, I have a great favorite thing. And I don't think you can steal it, which makes it even better. Oh, I don't know about um, that. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> All right. So last week, as I told everybody, I was going on, uh, I was going out of town, going on vacation to see my my family down in North Carolina. Um, it was great. And I come back. I'm on the flight back from from Raleigh Durham, and uh, I'm watching 1883, really good western show. I'm minding my own business, got my AirPods on, everything. Everything's great. As we're coming down, probably last. I don't know, 20 minutes or whatever, flying down into, into Detroit Metro. Uh a lady behind me in the row behind me, she starts kind of getting uh excited and 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 talking and, and and there's kind of a commotion. And I I take out my ear, you know, my my head headphones, and I'm kind of trying not to look too obviously, but the flight attendant comes over and starts talking to her and calming her down and apparently she's very um a very anxious flyer and she's really starts getting nervous and she's it's unsettling and she's not yelling or anything but just very agitated and uh you know she's probably a middle-aged woman and i'm starting to get a little worried like what's going to happen here you know like you just like oh my god what's i i haven't seen this thing i've never seen somebody like this in a well in a long time at least So what was interesting was instead of people telling her to be quiet or whatever, everybody started reassuring her, the the flight attendant, the people in her row, someone in my row on the, on the aisle looked back and was telling her, oh, I, I hate flying too, but this is a great flight. You know, this is nothing. We're hitting a little turbulence, but it's okay. And it was just so nice when you hear all these stories of all the conflict on airplanes and travel and everybody gets anxious. And it was just so reaffirming to see the human spirit prevail and people care about this lady. And when we land, um they they made an announcement to like everybody please hold and they let her off the plane first. So it was just a really nice uh, moment to, to, to be able to help this woman. She did calm down too. So it was, it was a really nice lesson in what patience and caring can, can mean even today, Sean,
1: that is really nice, Carlos so and my favorite thing is that you are starting to recognize.
0: No, no. Have your own favorite thing.
1: Kindness You're and niceness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: just a beautiful thing, Carlson. And I never thought I'd be listening to this kind of a story from you, but I am. Uh, I'm actually honored. I feel privileged. That, that's a better way to put it. I feel privileged to be able to listen to this.
0: Oh wow!
1: And the, the way you're speaking about this. My favorite thing is. Uh, I don't know, Carlos. I um, <laughs> the carpet. No, it's not the carpet. It's just the idea. It's funny. I had to take quarter round out. Uh, you know what quarter round is? You you, it's the little quarter round of strip of wood that goes down at the bottom of the baseboard on top of the floor it's you know you don't have to have it it's a style thing but sometimes it helps you want to cover up old holes or whatever um but i had to pull that out to uh to to replace the carpet and uh and i just thought god you know i remember when i put this in it was 20 some odd years ago and i uh i it, it wasn't fun to undo the work i did but i i like remembering that i used to know how to use a miter saw. And wow. a cock and a cock gun, and um, and a Brad. Uh, you know, I had a little hydraulic, uh, not a hydraulic. A comp- I had a little compressor and a little nail gun that shot Brads to do it. And then you know, cock and that, but that I could do it. Get down on my knees, get down on the ground, and do that kind of project, and you know, not fall over, <laughs> and uh, not not pass out. No, I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but no, it was just it was just nice to remember and 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 think about. You know just doing that kind of work and you know it served its purpose for a long long time and now sort of adjusting anew but just the cycle of that i guess i guess that's what i'm trying to say and that uh and that i wasn't always a total you know nothing that i wasn't always just lint that i was capable at one point of uh working a gun and a saw uh, a nail gun by the way a nail gun <laughs> yeah a nail gun so so that was my favorite thing
0: oh that's cool that's a nice that's i i think we've all been there if anybody's been in one place for a while, and you see the work, and you remember. You remember the memories. I'm sure your kids were young and they were all that. They were and, little toddlers, yep. Yeah, tell them to keep away or don't play with that, or they're helping you out. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it
1: was that's great. Nice. It was great. So so that's it. So listen to us, man. A couple of saccharine, sentimental, what has happened to us? You've infected me. Have I? I'm sorry, yeah. my man. And you're you're clearly infecting me. hmm Well, listen, man. This has been fun. Uh, I think we need to wrap this up. We both have to go write some containers.
0: (laughs) If uh, (laughs) Anjanette's got the pink slips for us to sign, she does.
1: She does. Well, I just am grateful that she's kept us on as long as she has. How about that? Yes, me too. All right. Well, listen, man. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure as always to hang out with you, spend some time with you. Uh, We want to thank our listeners, right, or our listener Carlos. Once again, for, uh, you know, taking some time out of their busy schedule and and listening to us prattle on here a little bit. We'd like to thank Ted Davis. We want to thank Kirkland Crawford, the sports editor, who also, you know, supports us and put us in a position to do this. And we want to thank Anjanette Delgado, because we have not mentioned her enough today, <laughs> and we needed to do it one last time. And uh, she makes this podcast possible, too. and gives us great feedback and tips. And, uh, you know, are you are you winking as I'm saying that, Carlos? I can't winking. No, I'm just no, stretching. Okay. okay, you're stretching. You're stretching. This is Sorry. this is a
0: long outro.
1: It is, and we want to thank Peter Body, our editor. Look, if you uh, if you like the podcast, rate us, subscribe, find us wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts Spotify and Apple, and uh, you know, leave us some comments. Uh, we we appreciate it. Carlos especially loves the comments. Other than that, we will see you next week, Carlos and uh, Ted, and we will be with y'all next week too, listener. Thanks for joining.